Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, Troy Francis. Is my girlfriend pulling away and about to replace me? That is the question today. And it's a very important question, isn't it? Because I'm sure we've all been in this situation before. And even if any of my lovely lady listeners are tuning into this, perhaps they've experienced it as well. It's always that sense of, okay, this person that I'm with, things seem to be going really well. And now I'm just getting that vibe. I'm getting that sense that they're creating distance between me and them. And often you can't put your finger on it. It's not that they've specifically said something or they've specifically done something or you've had a huge argument or anything like that. It's often much more insidious than that. It's often much more subtle, nuanced. And that is problematic because it then leads you to think, am I being paranoid? It leads you to questioning yourself and wondering whether it's just your impression of the situation rather than what's actually happening. Because often in these situations, you will speak to your partner and you will say, look, I feel like things have changed. I feel like the vibe isn't quite there as it was before. And she will say, no, no, it's absolutely fine. Don't be stupid. What are you talking about? I've just been busy, blah, blah, blah. And that may come from a good place. It's not necessarily that she's gaslighting you. You know, it's not necessarily that she's trying to manipulate you and screw your mind up or anything like that. It's probably more likely that she's trying to save your feelings, or at least she's trying to save her own feelings because she finds it hard to tell the truth about what's actually happening or what might be happening. But anyway, before we crack right into the topic, I just wanted to let you guys know that my course, Charisma and Dating Academy, will be opening for enrollment on the 28th of April. Okay, so we've got a few weeks yet, but I would urge you to get onto the waiting list as soon as possible, okay? Because people on the waiting list will be given first option, to enroll and they will get certain benefits. So if you're not on the waiting list already, which is basically my email list, then you need to get on it. So the link will be in the description of this podcast, wherever you happen to be listening to it. So go to that link, fill in your details. It'll just take you a couple of seconds and then you'll be on the waiting list for Charisma and Dating Academy. Charisma and Dating Academy will be the most comprehensive dating course on the market for this summer, going into this summer 2022. It will revolutionize all aspects of your dating life. If you have problems with approaching, if you have approach anxiety, starting conversations with people, socializing, it will help you with that. If you have problems with conversation, if you run out of things to say, if you go up to a woman that you find attractive and start talking to her, and then it kind of runs out of steam two minutes later and you walk away with your tail between your legs, we will be giving you strategies to counter that so it doesn't happen anymore, okay? If you have inner traumas, inner hangups, right, we're going to be covering that. We're going to be helping you to get into that right frame of mind that you need to be in, that sunny frame of mind that you need to be in in order to ace it in dating, okay? If you have problems with style and grooming, which I know a lot of people, they have questions about style and grooming, okay? Obviously, I'm one of the most stylish guys 
in the planet, on the planet, <laughs> even uh, in this space. I'm only joking. There's a lot of stylish guys, but uh, this is something that I know something about. So I will be sharing my insights and we may be getting some other experts in as well to talk about style and grooming. OK, because that first impression, incredibly important. All right. What about sex? Are you any good at sex? <laughs> I'm certainly not, but uh, I know some people who are. So we will be getting, uh, again, experts in to talk to you about sex, how to be good at sex, how to wow her in the bedroom. All of this stuff, incredibly important. All right. But what it all, the most important things for me, the key things are those first impressions. All right. What is the impression that you're making? Because people talk about game and whatever, you know, dating strategies. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this industry, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, there are certain things that you can learn. There are certain things you should do and certain things you should not do. But ultimately, it really is all about creating the best first impression that you can, being confident and going for it. Okay. And that is what Cat Academy is there to enable you to do, to create the best first impression, the most confident first impression that you possibly can to maximize your opportunities of having the kind of dating life you want in 2022. Okay, so get on that waiting list. The link is below. Anyway, enough about that. So I was sent a Reddit post by a viewer and a reader and a listener, I suppose, because we're on the podcast now. And he asked me to comment on it because he identified with uh, some of the things that were said. Now, the Reddit post itself is incredibly long. It's from a couple of years ago. It's very, very long. So I won't read the whole thing, but I can read some choice excerpts from it because it's pretty telling. It's a young guy. He's gone to college and, well, actually, they're both 25, so they're quite young. Uh, 26, sorry. They've moved to a different city to attend a college. Now, they are quite young and my audience is a bit older than that for the most part, but the same dynamics sort of apply, all right? Because I think what we're getting at here, it's not so much the specifics of the situation, it's that horrible, gnawing, agonizing sense that somebody is moving away from you, that you thought you had something and it's being, it's slowly being withdrawn, okay? So here's what the guy says. Is my girlfriend pulling away and about to replace me? Things change drastically within a week, I need help. I need a bit of advice, uh, another perspective. My girlfriend and I are currently in a two-year relationship. We moved together to my home city. We live 50 minutes from each other. I live in my home suburb, and she lives on campus, okay? A big part of her selecting the grad school uh, was to get her MBA. Uh, to get her MBA was primarily so she could be close to me, okay? So, you know, she was invested. Uh, we could have moved in together, but I was dead set on moving to my home suburb and she wanted to live on campus. All right. When the option came up to live together, it was too late. I regret this now. OK, he regrets it because it might have been different. He says he's an INFJ. So he's sort of introverted, uh, takes things internally, prefers small group friendships, kind of like me, actually. Uh, I have an, an anxious attachment style and she has a secure one. Right. Well, that's... Um, that's a bit of a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Anyway, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. He goes on for ages. Uh, at first, she had anxiety because she was not able to make deep connections, making friends. Um, but then she went for dinner with her college roommate and she got happier. And then they go on a trip. Um, 
she goes on a trip with some people from the college. And then she mentions to him, we would probably be seeing each other less since I was 50 minutes away. So they're quite a long way away from each other. She's going to be busy and doing stuff with her new friends. Okay, so I can see, I can imagine already the red flags being raised uh, amongst people listening to this. Uh, she's still affectionate, tells me she loves me and tries to meet my needs, but I can feel that she's pulling back a bit in the relationship. I don't know uh, how much though. She keeps talking about her new friends and it's mainly the guys in the group um, who are single. <laughs> it gets worse. Very attractive party animals and successful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's pulled the short straw here, hasn't he? With these, these new friends of hers. Um, I notice she's planning things for us in the next month. We have a wedding to go to. She's less concerned now. Um, where she stays at home on or on campus, she's less concerned that he will be able to get time off to spend time with her. Okay. Uh, we do have a healthy sexual life one to four times a week. Now it's up in the air probably one to four times a month. Well, okay, but they're living far apart. So that's partly the reason for that. Um, it's just that I'm truly afraid of losing her. We both stated this is the best relationship we've ever had. Um they were looking forward to marriage, engagement, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I So some things he noticed. I realized that she stopped having the desire or sort of in uh, implement, sorry, not, not implementing. Um, she stopped suggesting hanging out with his friends and family. Uh, as she keeps talking to her old friends, I noticed she keeps mentioning the guys on her trip more than the girls. <laughs> one of the guys on my trip. Oh my God, this guy, he was so cool. She is dressing differently. She wore a dress that was in her closet for years. I've never seen her wear. Um, it was the most low cut dress I've ever seen her wear. Christ. Um, number four, she changed her wall paper, her phone wallpaper from us to her old friends. She sets her phone screen down now on the table. And also when it's charging, tilts her phone towards her when I'm next to her. I mean, none of this is very good, guys, is it, to be honest? Uh, she's always on her phone when I've seen her this weekend and during a friend's date, but she doesn't call me, Instagram me as much anymore. Uh, she was at first hesitant for me to meet her new friends and then told me I will be meeting them in two weeks. Okay. Uh, and then... Shorter conversations through text now doesn't seem to fight for my attention, but gives a light effort to call me before bed. No consistent schedule plan for us to meet anymore. I just feel her holding back. She was always the person who reached out to me. I was always there. Told me she loved me every day. Always reassured me. Usually she tells me she loved me first. I can see the look in her eyes and I can tell she loves me. I can sense a bit of tribulation when I look into her eyes. Okay. So, as I say, I mean, there's loads and loads of detail here. I'll put the link. You can read the whole thing. It's pretty painful reading, to be honest. Um, he's seeing a therapist, getting some help, going to the gym. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And he's basically just asking for people's um, help. If she wants to end the relationship, I know I can walk away, but it will suck afterwards. I know myself well enough. That if she leaves me for someone else, that would hurt a lot more than her wanting to end it for another reason. So you made it this far. Thank you. 
Yeah, okay. Look, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of red flags there, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, you could almost uh you you could almost list every red flag in the book in that uh post, unfortunately. And actually, given that it's a couple of years ago, I wonder if the guy even did an update um to say what happened. I wonder if I can search just to see best comments uh new. Hmm. Okay. Well, Regardless, there's a lot of red flags there for sure. And with what he's laid out there, there are a lot of things that in themselves you would identify as red flags. She's hanging out with a new group of people. It's mainly guys. She's wearing different clothes. She started to wear a dress, you know, with a low cut dress at that. She's starting to look more feminine, all right, for these new friends. Um, she's putting her phone upside down. Okay, big red flag. Um, she is uh, not initiating conversation with him as much on Instagram or on text. Uh, you, they are not having sex as much. You know, there's just a whole panoply of things here that are a cause for concern in a very overt way. All right. Almost to the point, almost to the point. It's almost like a parody of the kind of Reddit post that you get. It's almost like, you know, oh my God, I woke up and I saw her in bed with this other guy this morning. Do you think she's being unfaithful to me? It's almost that level of sort of of sort of a parody of like, Jesus, man, you need to wake up and smell the coffee here. This is not looking good. But uh, in your life, you might be in a situation, and I've certainly been in situations where the telltale signs are not as overt as that. You know, it doesn't need to be these huge major red flags. The most important thing, I think about that whole long screed that he's written, putting aside the external things, the more obvious tells, the most important thing, I think, is the gut feeling. And as people always say, and people have said this to me many times, and I've sort of ignored them, and then I've realized they were right afterwards, is that gut feeling is often very, very accurate. Okay, gut feeling is often true. And it's really fascinating, isn't it, how the mind and the body work and how actually we are so much more cognizant of what is happening around us than we know. You know, it's because when you think about it, and I'm no scientist, so I'm not going to be able to explain this very coherently, but when you think about it, we are incredibly perceptive beings. You know, we have all these different senses and there's all of this data that's out there around us, you know, how she talks, how she looks at us, the micro indicators, the way she raises her eyebrow, the way that she looks away slightly after she says something. Maybe it's something like how long she's taking to reply in between texts or the fact that one day she just doesn't reply at all and then or then replies at a really weird time. There's We're getting all of this data coming in and we are subconsciously, I think, able to process it much better than perhaps we are consciously. And not only that, but also consciously, there's a disincentive for us to accurately interpret the information we're being given, particularly if it's, if it's negative, right? Because if it is the case that she's pulling away, the worst case scenario is she's cheating or she's met someone else. But even if it hasn't got to that stage, but she's just like thinking, whoa, you know, this guy's a bit boring and I've met all these cool new guys, whatever. We don't, in many cases, we probably don't want to admit that to ourselves because it's a painful thing to admit, right? 
and so um and so we're not going to necessarily face up to what is clear before our faces but our gut how we physically feel inside ourselves that is going to tell us a different story all right that's going to probably tell us the true story now an example of this that i experienced slightly different scenario but i was uh with somebody i was living with somebody for a while and every morning i would wake up and there was just this horrible sinking feeling in my in my gut you know this horrible sinking feeling almost in my stomach every single morning that i woke up this feeling of anxiety this feeling of things not being quite right okay and I mean, intellectually, on an on one level, I kind of knew that things weren't right as well. You could you could see, but I was also because we're quite we're quite complex the way that we work in a, on a mental plane and the way that we sort of hide things from ourselves. I was also quite into this girl or, or in, in a way. I didn't particularly want to go through a breakup, which was what it would mean. And so I was also, even though simultaneously I was aware on one level that things weren't great, I was also trying to just for the sake of peace and for the sake of a bit of serenity and not having to go through a load of BS, I was also hanging on to the the idea that maybe things were okay. You know, so I wasn't going to rock the boat. But internally, internally, I knew and it came through in my feeling it came through in my physicality you know and i i find as well what we feel first thing in the morning is often pretty accurate for some reason that's my impression anyway i find the way that i feel about something in the morning seems often to be the closest to what is really going on and i think that that is perhaps to do with the fact that we have we've been asleep we've been you know in communion with our subconscious if you like and in those moments when we are waking up and we are trans uh, moving <laughs> from unconsciousness to consciousness and we're still in that semi asleep state we are more in touch with ourselves and better able to feel because it is feeling really rather than thinking we're better able to feel what the truth of a situation is okay and all i can say guys is that you ignore gut feelings at your peril and i'm saying that not trying to be some kind of like self development guru or or anything like that i'm saying that because i have fallen foul of this many many times i have gone against my gut feeling or i have disbelieved my gut feeling and you know most of the time i think actually all the time the gut feeling has turned out to be right i mean even recently even recently another example of this i was gonna uh how can i put this without going into too many details i was gonna do a trip i was gonna go on a trip somewhere um to see somebody and I, I wanted to do the trip. I was quite excited about it, but at the same time, my gut feeling was just telling me that for various reasons, it wasn't going to be a good idea at the moment. You know, I was just getting that kind of feeling about it. And so 
I chose in the end not, I didn't do the trip. I chose not to do the trip. And it turns out, actually, and I don't like to say this to myself because I actually kind of wanted to do the trip. I wanted to see this person and so on. But actually, looking at it in the cold light of day, for various reasons, it was the right decision. Okay, so often the body, you know, our physical self is wiser than we are. Okay, and actually, if you go back to Shakespeare and that time in history, there was uh, there was a lot of talk about the stomach and the gut having its own having its own intelligence and being the second most uh, erudite element of the body after the brain. Okay, so this is not anything new. This is something that's been known for for a long time. So you've really got to trust your gut feeling on these things, I think, or or at least, at least if you've got this very strong gut feeling about something, you need to investigate further, you know, don't ignore it. Don't just think, oh, I'm just being stupid. You need to at least take it seriously and investigate further, even if you don't end up taking any action. Now, in terms of you know, girls becoming distant from you, women becoming distant from you in relationships and so on and so forth. This is a pretty common thing, unfortunately, particularly in this day and age where we are presented with this huge number of options. And particularly, obviously, women, they find it somewhat easier to meet new guys, let's just say, because it's demand and supply, really. I mean, you know, guys are just very thirsty. There's a lot of guys around who are just thirsty and slipping into the DMs and all of that kind of thing. Uh, so you can get into a relationship or a situationship, let's say. You can get into a situationship with a with a woman and it's, it's kind of going on pretty well for the time being. But there may be something about it that she's not happy with. Or it may just be that somebody that she regards as being a better option comes along. And she's, for some reason, you've done something to annoy her or you've done something and she's questioned your value for some reason, or you've said something or whatever it is, you know, and and we can rehearse all of these, the different things that you could have done in a different podcast, but, you know, being too clingy, being too needy, being too much of a, of a boyfriend figure too early on, all of these things, unfortunately it can, it can put women off. And that coupled with the fact that maybe she's getting some attention elsewhere, or maybe she is, uh, you know, she's seen somebody else, and or maybe she's even dating, you know, she's she slept with somebody else. It, the worst possible outcome uh, could cause her to create distance between you and her. Now, why does she create distance? Why doesn't she just say to you, "Listen, I'm really sorry, I'm not feeling this anymore, uh, so I think we should end it." Well, very simply, because that is quite a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing for a woman to do. It's a hard thing for a man to do. In general, ending relationships is very difficult. <laughs> Unless you just ghost, <laughs> which is which is now what a lot of people do. Everybody online will say, don't ghost. It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know, you shouldn't do that. You should meet up and have a mature conversation, all that kind of thing. The truth of the matter is that ghosting is on the rise. And 
a lot of people just ghost because it's easier, right? We are very uh, conflict averse. We don't like conflict. We don't really like the pain of upsetting. We don't want to like causing other people pain. We don't want to upset somebody, but equally we don't want to upset ourselves by having to go into this very combative, potentially combative situation, potentially conflict ridden situation. Right. So something in between ghosting and uh, having a conversation about it is just to create distance and to kind of hope that the distance does the job in itself. All right. It's kind of just basically the strategy is basically right. I'm going to just do less and I'm going to hope the other person gets the message. You know, I'm not going to be around as much. I'm not going to suggest anything. I'm not going to be as loving as I once was. And I'm just going to hope that the other person just gets it, gets the message, maybe meet someone else themselves. And it'll all be, you know, it'll all end quite easily. It's the strategy really is burying your head in the sand. Okay. So it doesn't bring any glory on the girl, the woman in this case, who's doing it because really what it comes down to is she's not sure about things anymore, probably. And she hasn't had the balls to sit down and have that conversation, but whatever, you know, this is this is how people do things. So we've got a few minutes left. When somebody's pulling away from you, what do you do? Well, what you don't do, unfortunately, and it's really, 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 really hard. It's the whole thing is really hard. Okay. Um, particularly when you felt like you had something, you know, particularly when you felt like this was really good. She really liked me. You know, she was blowing up my phone for the first month and now she's barely responding to my messages when that happens if you were quite invested in it as well that can be really painful that can really sting it's worse really it's worse in a way than just getting rejected off the bat by somebody because at least if you get rejected off the bat you kind of think well it was never going to happen anyway so it doesn't matter whereas when somebody was into you and then they pull back that can be very very painful and the temptation is always to go after them and to try to pull them back. The temptation is always effectively to smother them or to shower them with confessions of undying love or ask them to marry you or something like that. And in general, that's not the best thing to do because the likelihood is that she's been feeling like either she's feeling like you've she's been a bit smothered by your relationship you've been a bit needy she feels that you are the one who's her, her actions are demonstrating that she feels that you are the one who is doing the sort of chasing and she is the one therefore that has to pull away if you then come after her and try to change her mind or try to, to bring her back into the fold, as it were, then all you're doing is confirming that suspicion. If you do nothing and let her do her thing and watch what happens, there's a greater chance that she's going to come back to you uh, because all of a sudden, then she's going to think, well, hang on a minute, I thought that he was a sure thing over here and I was edging away from him and now I've edged away. 
and suddenly he doesn't seem like as sure a thing anymore. So there's more incentive in that instance for her to sort of come back towards you, if you like. No guarantees, you know, um, there are no guarantees in, in, in love or war. But the strategy of hanging back and kind of just letting her do her thing and watching how it plays out and not chasing and not being needy and not blowing up her phone is, on average, going to be better than the strategy of going, oh, my God, and ringing the alarm bells and going and chasing after her and sitting outside her window and playing the guitar in the middle of the night. Most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, because you've just got to look at it, again, from a almost from an economic point of view, really, from a demand and supply uh, point of view. You know, your demand is is high, so she limits her supply. Um, you know, so you limit, therefore limit your demand, and it might be that she then starts to miss it. You know, give her the chance to miss you, as they say, which you won't do if you're blowing up the phone the whole time. Anyway, that is my rant today on um, this whole issue of people becoming distant. Very, very painful, very difficult. No really easy answers, but those are my thoughts and impressions on it. If you are experiencing this and you want to have a chat, drop me a message, Troy at realtryfrancis.com. Remember to get on the waiting list for Cat Academy now. It'll open for enrollments on the 28th of April, but get on the waiting list now, link below, and I will see you again very soon. Bye-bye.